Hello and welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. My name is Don Pelto and I have Dr. Barbara Ung here and we're going to be chatting about business and uh, how to make your podiatry business more successful. Welcome, Barbara. Hey, thanks for having me on, Don. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, as I was mentioning before, this is my like my lunch hour podcast, and but I like to chat with people. And I saw you recently at a conference here in Massachusetts, and we were like chatting. We always chatted about business and things like that. So I, I guess I'd like to start and ask you kind of what's working well in your business right now? What are the things that you're kind of excited about that you're doing? I love the fact that you started out with what's working well, because with all our challenges, we seem to be focused on a lot of things that aren't working so well, right? So things that are working well, actually, um, the internal marketing that we've been doing is working well. Also, the uh, outreach to the primary care doctors that we've been doing is really, you know, working well. So, so, dive, so dive deep and tell me exactly what you're doing. Okay, so let's start with our internal marketing, right? I started a little bit uh, last year uh, and through COVID because we had some time. So we kind of went back and looked at things that we should have maybe been doing and we weren't. And we started to implement things uh, or re-implement things again. So I really focused on our uh, patients who had diabetes. One thing that I learned right at the beginning of COVID was people were so scared to come in. Uh, and then by the time three, four months went by and they finally called to come in, uh, a lot of my patients who had diabetes with ulcers were so bad that I ended up doing like four or five amputations mm. you know, in a row because they were so scared to go anywhere, right? Yeah. So I said, what a dodo head I was, and I should have been sending out letters or calling our patients to let them know we were open, mm -hmm. that we are taking, you know, all the precautions that we need to, but they need to get care. They need to be seen. So uh, we started to uh, do a more regular sending out actual letters instead of wow. email. Yeah. You know. I felt that a letter coming from their doctor, they might pay a little more attention to just a bunch of emails that they just keep getting. I, I, I agree. I think that we get bombarded and most of it goes into spam. Right. And if you really need to communicate and, and do you have an easy way of doing that? Can you just like print labels for all your patients pretty easily? Yeah. We can. I, I, my EMR, we can print labels based on their like diagnosis. I can run a list of patients with diabetes diagnosis. And then I can print out a label and, uh, you know, we could even send emails that way, but I chose to just print the letters and send them out. Right? That's great. So That's that. great. The um, other internal, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Wait, no, I want to hear you. Mm -hmm. uh, the other internal marketing thing that we did actually the end of last year is my orthotic lab uh, sent a letter to or email to me say they're going to increase the prices for this coming year just because of, I guess, resources or whatever it may be, right? So their prices were going to go up, which meant that uh, obviously for us, uh, our revenue, our profit margin is going to go down, right? So uh, I did a, what we call a surge. I always want to call it a splurge, but it's a surge <laughs> where uh, I sent, we sent out again, uh, letters to all the patients that received orthotics in the past year to two years explaining that uh, the lab is going to increase their fees. And if they wanted a second pair of orthotics, right, 
to order it now. And if we got the order in by December 28th, because the lab said January 1st, they're going to increase the price. So if I got the orders in by January or December 28th, uh, the lab would have to honor the previous price. So, you know, so we gave the patients like a really huge discount on the second pair. I'm talking, I think we charged them uh, a third of what we normally charge for orthotics. Wow. And get a second pair. So I think we ended up sending out about 150 letters. And out of that, we actually ended up getting like three patients who got a second pair. Wow. So you're like, well, that, you know, doesn't seem like quite uh, a lot of uh, takers. But if you add up the cost of what it took to send out the mail, which was less than like $55, you know, printing the letters and postage and everything, right? You got three pairs of orthotics out of it. I, lo I like that. And I like the idea that you put scarcity in there, like uh, based on a certain date. I think that that's key. Well, because this year on the second pair, we probably can't discount it to that level yeah. just because the price is going up, right? We, we do a six-month discount well, or three to six months. If they get one pair, they can get a second one. We just say half half off. Um, yeah, and normally we do that. We all do that too on a normal, regular basis. But this was like a huge, I'm talking, it was under, uh, patients got it for under $200. Wow, that's great. That's great. You know, but it was good and it, it kind of helped to, to kind of remind patients about the second pair and things like that. So we did that. So that was a kind of a, a little, just, you know, at the end of the year kind of thing that we did. The primary care doctors, I've been doing this now for about a year where um, I was originally going out during COVID, actually going out to primary care offices because they weren't letting a lot of people in. However, me and my little doctor suit, <laughs> you know, my scrubs and my, and my uh, white coat and my uh, hospital badge, I can get into a lot of the, the waiting rooms, the doctor's offices, of course, wearing the mask and everything, right? So I would take the newsletter. It's the doctor newsletter. And I would uh, leave a newsletter for the primary care docs uh, for them to read and kind of learn a little bit about different topics in podiatry, ingrown toenails. And I, I do Onifix. So one, one of the newsletters is about Onifix and how now we have uh, a way to treat ingrown toenails without surgical intervention, et cetera. So just different topics every month. And I would just take them to the, to the primary care offices. Tell me about your newsletter. Do you do it? Do you write it? Does someone else write it? Well, some topics I do write it, but uh, I actually purchased a lot of uh, the content from uh, Chris Milkey. Good. Yeah, he does great with marketing. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to sit there and write it, but you know how it is. You do all those videos and you know how long it takes, right? Even though I may have the knowledge, I don't want to sit there and write 12 months worth of stuff. Whereas you and, can get it. And then do you email them? Do you print them as you print them? them? Yeah, for the doctors, I print them. Because we take our top 20 doctors and we I started out with like top five doctors. Then I kind of expanded out to maybe top you know, 12 doctors, right? And then now we're up to like top 20 doctors. It's not really the, you know. Does, uh, does, Chris, does Chris design the, the whole newsletter or does he just give you the copy and you have to put it into your own format? 
No, he has a format on there, um, but I'm I'm wanting to change the format because he has a the uh, picture of a male doctor on top. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, that's not me. I mean, you know, <laughs> I want a female doctor up, up on top, right? So I have to redesign that, uh, the top, yeah. I've been doing newsletters and what we did with our medical record is we, um, I printed out who was producing more than 10,000 per year for us. And so those doctors, um, we send a, an actual print one to them and actually anyone over a certain amount, because it cost me a, about a $2 per letter to yeah. send out and they design it and send it for me. Oh, nice. I, I just, I, I do a Google, a Google sheet with it. And so I can keep adding to it. And then they just, I just don't, I, I tried to do it myself, but I wasn't that organized. And this way they hound me for an article a month and they, the other one is pre-made copy. Um, but I, I, I love the idea of sending it to prime. I wonder if they read it though. That's part of the thing is like, you know, I like your idea of dropping them off. They do read it because sometimes occasionally they'll step out of the, the treatment room and come say hi. And they're like, thanks for that. Or this, you know, That's so good. every now and then they come, they come out and meet meet me and say hi if they don't that's fine too i just leave you know if they there's like five or six docs i may leave two or three uh i call them placards they're like they're about this big they're not little like you know eight by eleven sheets they're they're pretty big so they can put it up on like a an announcement board or something like that nice i like that that's a good um, idea thank you yeah well that's from chris though <laughs> not just my idea right uh, but his content is great, but every every so often I won't use his content that for that month and I'll put in something of my own because we have the template already, or at least my printer has a template, and I just send him the the content and then they, you know, they kind of put it in there. I get to review it, make sure I didn't spell something wrong, whatever. And then uh they print it, they deliver it, and then we just yes. Yeah, my printer still delivers to my wow. office. <laughs> and uh, then we just uh, send it out. I did have two volunteers that were actually doing this for me. One was a, a nurse, uh, um, a PACU nurse that retired, that she she just loved me, thank God. <laughs> and she said, hey, I'll come and volunteer a few hours for you every month. And so she would come in, pick them up and go take them out and, and, and deliver them for me. And then she she left, and then I had another uh, patient. It was she was a patient I did surgery on, and again she said she used to work in a doctor's office. She was an office manager, and she has retired. And she says, "Hey, I need to get out of my house every now and then. So can I come volunteer?" Which was perfect because my nurse had she left to go back east to move with her children, and then so this uh, patient volunteer she would go out. And, take all this stuff out but now she recently had to give it up because she uh, her, her children wanted her to stay home more <laughs> she was spending a lot of time at the office because she really actually had fun with the staff and everything. <laughs> she was here a lot I, uh, Barbara I think that's great I, I'm actually considering in my next newsletter um I'm going to talk about so I do a video newsletter I do a print one to the doctors and a video one to the patients because that's just easier for me and I'm going to talk, there's a local college here that anyone over the age of 60 gets free classes. So I'm just going to tell them about that. But then I'm, I'm thinking about adding, hey, if you guys want some volunteer, you need something to do, we have some volunteer opportunities. 
Uh, that's a great idea. W what I've used in the past is um, local colleges, like MBA um, colleges. They're usually looking for interns, so I've had them do some work. I haven't. I've hit. I've kind of hit some misses. They haven't really liked. I wanted them to do marketing stuff, but they weren't really yeah. self-driven. Or maybe it was I wasn't good at communicating. It might have been my on me. But I've looked for interns within programs, but I haven't found any good people yet. I, I did that as well. The University of Arizona has a whole marketing that they're known for their marketing program. I went there and I actually know that one of the professors there, he, he was a friend of my husband from high school. And I went up in, into their class, explained our, our uh, what we were looking to do, a little project. And it was actually to get uh, like my LinkedIn and my some of my social media started at that time. So we had a couple of volunteers, but when the semester ends or they have finals or whatever, they lose interest and they don't really want to do it, right? Unless you pay them, yeah. Unless you give them a, a paid intern job, right? Then it's more. So so I don't do, I'm not doing that, but I'm looking at maybe going to the high school and seeing if there's some high school kids that after school that might want to. That, that, that's a good idea. I, I think if yeah. you get a good one, you know, I've even thought about podiatry schools, like residents their residents are a little bitty a little busy podiatry students are a little busy uh, what i would like and i'm just saying it here because you never know who's going to be listening is i have so much stuff i want to listen to and learn i would love someone yeah. to listen to it and, and and do like cliff notes on it and then give it to me like you can make a lot of money on amazon doing that a lot of people are like reading books synopsizing it and then putting it up it, as it's little not books. So much, it's not so much books, but for example, people give me tons of like video lectures and oh, I, I know. I'm like two hours to listen to one of these. If someone would listen to it, take the cliff notes for me and give me the main ideas. I would love that. Um, oh, I know, but just a, a different way. I thought about it about when I thought of it, when I saw it on Amazon with all these like little cliff notes for books that people write, right? The normal authors write the book, but then all these other people are, are writing a book not really a book, but like a little teeny manual about the book. <laughs> and they're selling it on Amazon. It, it, it's smart. Well, because, yeah, I, I think it's smart. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah. What are, so those are kind of the fun things that you're doing. That's great. Give me some other, for people that are listening, what are some tips that you have to help business and in personal life? What are tips that, that, you're, that are working for you now that you've, that maybe people don't know about that are working well for you? I don't know. I just, I know that, um, my husband says that I'm constantly working, whether I'm working or not working, right? So if I'm out and about and I see something for work, I'll just do it. I'll just, you know, right then and there do like buy something or go research something or I'll just do it then. So it's not that I try, I know that uh, a lot of the gurus say, you know, dedicate time to do this and that. I do do that some, you know, but um, I'm, if I, I have a notebook, it's, uh, it's grown bigger. So this is now my notebook. It used to be a smaller notebook, but I have that in my, in, with me in my bag all the time. And if I get it, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> if I get an idea, I, I put things down, right? And then I go cross them out as I do them. And I do them at different odd times of the day, uh, in the middle of the night, because I can't sleep you know, or something. I don't, that doesn't happen as much really anymore. I sleep a lot. And then, um, uh, you know, so I just kind of keep notes going and thoughts going. If I see a book I want to read, I just jot it down. Me too. Uh, if I don't have that, I put it in my phone. So I have the little note list and I just keep writing lists. So I have a lot of lists. And in fact, the funny thing is starting this 
over the new year, I consolidated like four or five different notebooks that I, because I have them everywhere, right? I consolidated them and put them into one book, you know, with one page, sometimes one page per idea or what, one or two pages per idea. For your lists. I have a list for my list, right? So that, that to me is, um, uh, I don't know, you know, it depends on your, your, what you are wanting to do and accomplish, right? And some of my goals that I want to accomplish are not so uh, lofty. You know, I'm not looking for the $2 million practice or $5 million. I, I'm just me, myself, and I. I usually say that. People are, oh, are you in practice, in group practice? Yes, it's me, myself, and I. I'm in a group practice. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I just, I want my staff to be happy. I know I want to keep my patients happy and we do uh, little things. So uh, a little idea, we're in Arizona. It gets really hot in the summer, right? For fun, I bought a bunch of uh, popsicles. We have them in the freezer and on a hot day when they come in, let's say they had an ingrown toenail procedure done. I say, do you want a popsicle? And some people do, and uh, if they good. have children with them, you know, they, 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 we give them popsicles instead of lollipops. Yes, so I used to do that for- that's my surgery gift, my surgery gift. Yes, for surgery, that's what I used to do for surgery gifts like that. But now what I do is I could, I could go get one. It's, it's a, get a bag with our logo colors and logo on it, but inside I put, a uh, movie popcorn, uh, movie popcorn, uh, a box of the movie candy, and a word book, like a word yeah, puzzle book. Busy. Yeah, with our pen, with our logo information. I like that. It, right inside that little bag, and I take him to surgery with me. I don't give it in the office. Me too. And a lot of people want to give it in the office, either pre-op or when they come in for their first post-op. No. I take it to surgery and I give it to them in uh, ambulatory surgery or packing. All the staff mention it. Yes. So they all want that. So one of the things I did is as a Christmas gift for the OR staff, because I usually buy tins of cookies, right? I may buy three, four big tins of those cookies and leave them there. So one year, and I couldn't do like, you know, 300 of them, if, but they had like 50 people on for that one particular day that I'm going to be in surgery, whatever. We made up gift bags and we gave them. And I'm like, now you don't have to have surgery to get a gift bag. Because they kept saying that, oh, I'm going to have to have surgery to get a gift bag. Well, the same thing. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love we just, that. We just did that. So everybody there knows me as the lady who gives out these gift bags. Even the anesthesiologists are like, oh, you're always so nice to give these gift bags. I've been doing that since I started practice. Nobody told me that I just, but it was when we had blockbusters, which I love. So I would buy that big, big uh, uh, popcorn bucket that, you know, and in there, I would give a $5 blockbuster card and move and, and um, movie candy. And I was giving that, right. But well, that was okay. But then of course, blockbusters went out of business. So I'm like, what kind of movie can I give? I even called um, uh, Netflix originally and said, hey, how can I get gift cards? And they weren't doing them then. 
They're like, oh, you just, you get a free month on online. You just do that. I'm like, well, I can't give a free month online in a box. <laughs> I wanted a gift card, right? But now you can buy gift cards to Netflix. Isn't that, that funny? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, those are great. Wow. Yeah. So I, I did, but I don't give movies anymore. I figure everybody's got subscriptions to you know, whatever thing that they like. So they'll watch whatever, but they got the popcorn and the candy and the word book, at least to keep them busy. I, I have uh, some videos I share them. Uh, actually, they're hurt foot workout videos. Oh, nice. And I just Googled them and I found some and I put them on my a page, a, 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 you know, a Dr. Felto slash surgery and it's surgical complication, things they can look at, questions they have, and then some videos. And some of those are hurt foot videos. So people want to work out you know, while they're recovering. So they don't put weight bearing on their foot. I thought those were kind of a neat idea. I'm always looking similar to you. I'm always looking for something else. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are kind of fun little things. Uh, so yeah. Oh, and then we keep a box of chocolates also in the freezer in the office for people's birthdays. So if they come in and it's their birthday within that day or week or whatever, uh, we just give them a, a nice little chocolate. I like that. Yeah, we have like water bottles and socks. Usually I give them water bottles, socks or something. Anyone they get orthotics, they get any high ticket items, they'll get water bottle or socks or something like that. That's good. I like those. I like that. Yeah. All your diabetics and we have all our candy. We have sugar free. We have sugar free. There's uh, Whitman candies have little boxes of sugar free chocolate. Yeah. So yeah, a Murray's uh, cookies used to be Murray's. I, I don't know what they are now, but they're sugar free cookies that you can get sugar-free little cookies. They used to give out little sample packets. You can call them up and get sample packets. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. Barbara, we, we, um, we taught, we covered a lot of things. We're going to stop this portion of the interview. Um, if people want to learn more about your practice and kind of what you're doing, I know you're with the APMA helping them out. What's the best way to contact you or, or website or something like that? Uh, our, my website is www.healthy-feet.com. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, if you wanted to learn more about coding and billing, that's more my passion. I mean, I like all this marketing stuff, but uh, billing and coding, getting paid correctly is more the passion that I have. So maybe we could talk about that somewhere down the road. we Will do. Th thanks, Barbara. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a good day.